Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowing.com. In this week's interview, we're going to be speaking to Spartan Grown, who is a good friend of the show. He's been on the show many times in the past, and he's also a panel member on many other podcasts like Cheap Homegrow, like Michigan Bro Shows. He's got a YouTube channel. He's pretty big on Instagram. He's a real cool guy, man. And it's always a pleasure to speak with Spartan. So I hope you enjoy this interview. If you want to find out more about Spartan, then all you have to do is Google Spartan Grown and you'll find his Instagram and his YouTube channel there. So anyway, for now, here is the interview. I hope you enjoy it and I'll catch you at the end of this. See you in a bit. How's life, bro? You good? Doing good, yeah. I just came in from mowing the grass. So. Oh, like, oh, did we disturb you? I, I know. I was supposed to remind you at some point because it's been such a long time since we initially lined this up, and I don't yeah. think I sent you a reminder message. So that's all right. That's all right. We'll figure it out. We got it. That's all good. You're here now. Thanks for joining us, bro. Yeah, no problem, man. Sweet. How's life? What have you been up to, man? You've been doing the same old shit. Oh man, I've been doing all kind. What's crazy is I quit my job, and um, I still can't find time in the day. shit man yeah i did hear i can't remember who said yeah i did hear that you had left your work due to some uh, jack greenstock told us that yeah was it jack he said that uh, some moral issues but you were right yeah the uh the company well let me back up i've i've been a pretty big advocate here in the state of michigan for cannabis cannabis legalization and cannabis as medicine specifically Mm -hmm. and um Honestly, I've identified the biggest issue with the cannabis movement over here, at least. And that's just plain ignorance. People that are tasked with making laws and and rules and regulations just don't understand the plant, don't understand how it grows, don't understand the effects. They've never smoked it themselves. It's a lot of that going Mm -hmm. on. So I'm just going up on my own. Um, and I, I do partner up with other groups if they're there, if we have the same goals and uh, like lobby days, things like that, to just educate lawmakers. And the main group of people that um, I'm working against is the big lobby groups for commercial cannabis here in the state of Michigan. One of those being the MCMA, which is a lobby group for the largest um, multi-state operators, not just Michigan. Right. So, uh, and what they're doing is they're just trying to basically they write laws and, and hand them to lawmakers and say, here, here's a law. Let's see if you can get this through kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of these laws are just restricting stuff like caregiver grows, which is your home grow. And, uh, a lot of patient access issues. And it's all obviously trying to push patient patients to the disp- dispensaries rather than having caregivers. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I left my job was it came to my attention that some of the flour that we were growing was sent to an MCMA affiliate dispensaries, which means that they're going to use that flour and make profits. Those profits will be part of those profits will go to the MCMA. Mm -hmm. The MCMA will use that money to grease the wheels in Lansing to change laws to prevent people and patients from having access to cannabis. And I'm not about that. So mm-hmm. I had to talk with the owner. It didn't seem like he agreed the same way that I did. And uh, he was thinking that he didn't do anything wrong and that was fine. So 
I just gracefully left because I, our goals didn't match. <laughs> yeah, man. Respect, bro. It has to be done sometimes, you know? Thanks, man. Yeah. If, if more people did that kind of shit, then we wouldn't be in the position we're in now. You know, We'll be in a much better Absolutely, position. Absolutely, man. It's like, mm -hmm. how can I be that person? So public. Too. I'm public with a lot of the activism that I do. So I, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get other people to do the same thing. Right. And um, how can I be that? public uh you know pushing for legalizations but and then working and helping mm -hmm. the, the mcma to do exactly the opposite of what i'm standing for i just can't do that it's not mm. <laughs> that's not me yeah for sure man for sure yeah and I, I even told that to the boss i was like look i don't have to the owner i said i don't have any hard feelings or anything towards you i understand you looking at you're looking at it as a money thing like any other business it's not that to me and, mm -hmm. and that's that's just the bottom line and, and it would affect my psyche anyway so i gotta do what makes me happy i gotta i can't uh be miserable so mm -hmm. i had to leave it was time what do you think you're gonna do next what's your plan i don't know man i don't i don't uh, have a plan i am just letting the universe uh present opportunity to me mm -hmm. right now my loose plan right now is is um well i've done well for myself i paid off my house i paid off my vehicle and so all I really need is uh, a little bit of cash here and there to uh, eat, to, you know, pay taxes, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> eat. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I grow most of my food. So. Sweet. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I might take a, a, sm a small job on the side or do some consulting. I've been doing some consulting uh, for different firms here cool. in Michigan. And um, I'm also starting some breeding projects. So that might uh, turn into some seeds that I might be able to release and um multiple irons in the fire i guess that's why i'm so busy sweet <laughs> yeah. sounds like done. you're into the you're into the gig situation here just take whatever makes you happy go for it mm. yeah man i'm really into the like i said earlier i'm really into like breaking down the ignorance on cannabis and even if yeah. i'm working with commercial companies that are like i'm working with one commercial company consulting with them right now and for here in michigan and it's just like i want to break through all the stigma I want to break through all the bullshit information that's out there and just let them know what the real information is so mm. that I can make tiny improvements, but that tiny improvement might, you know, they might talk to somebody else and they might talk to somebody else. Hopefully the ball will go rolling, rolling and everything will be done correctly. And we don't have, cause there's still some terrible practices in the uh, mm. commercial side of things. People who got involved and thought it was, you know, never grown cannabis before. And they thought it was like any other plant and they're just doing some crazy stuff. Damn. Have you seen that yourself? I've heard stories. I haven't like physically went in there. I've seen pictures and things like that. Um, um, it must be shocking to see. Like you, you go in yeah. there and there's all these plants that look like death. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> did you read anything before you did this? Ugh. So I hate to keep going on and on about this big lobby group, but this big lobby group for the MCMA, they had a webpage. And on that webpage was a background to the webpage and it was a video a mm. video of a grow of a, of a large, large scale grow. And it was zoomed in really close to some colas and it's just a slow pan across the colas. And actually you can dig this up on Instagram or on YouTube because we did a late session on it because as soon as I found it, I'm like, guys, we're putting this on the show tonight. And um, so what the big deal was, was in the background, if you watch the video scroll as it scrolled past, you started seeing webbing. Then you saw, oh, then you started seeing live, <laughs> live spider mites crawling across the bugs. What? And yeah, a hundred percent, man. It was insane. And, and this was their whole lobby group page because they just have no clue. They have no 
it's like, clue. look at these insects we have eating insects off our plants. Is that what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, we, we played the video on the late session. I mean, this might have been a year ago now, but we played the video on it and we were busting on them legitimately i think two days one one or two days that website was down and it was down for months and then it came back up and just has a picture of like a faraway view of a greenhouse now we actually did a reverse image search on that picture that they used and it's out of a greenhouse in fucking canada not even oh my God, man. <laughs> wow the cheek of them yeah man so that's yeah. some bullshit and working in the commercial scene too, you see some, I don't know, I guess peek behind the curtain kind of thing. And it mm. really, really can change your mindset. Well, depending on what your mindset is about cannabis, it can really change your mindset about what you're really getting in these stores. Mm. For example, there's this big, uh, to, to back me up, there's this big uh, study that they did here in the United States and they just went to dis dispose and they, they procured a lot of different uh, cannabis. A lot of them had the same names or different names and then they compared all the ones with the same names and they didn't even have comparable profiles and i did didn't surprise me in the least yeah, what this mm -hmm. what this was saying was was that the strain name basically tells you nothing it, it yeah. doesn't mean anything and That's i know true. this because the metric system the the system that you have to put all the information in to track everything uh you can change the name there's no there's no there's nothing to stop you from changing the name to whatever the fuck you want to change it to Sure. whatever's popular go ahead name your strain and sell it for more money exactly now oh, i haven't right. seen this personally but i've heard this through people that i that have worked at dispose but they've they've told me that um say that for example they get a bulk order in of i don't know, we'll say five pounds of what doesn't matter flour, gg4 gg4 flour and if they if that sits there and it's still they still have a great deal of it you know as it's getting older and older they just change a pound a pound of it into a different name and then whoa they, yeah so, so i'm not surprised i mean i've been to dispensaries before and got product that I, that for some reason i just couldn't <laughs> believe either it had to be the shittiest grown weed ever or mislabeled you got steve reisner there in the chat what's up steve a quick shout out to you bro he said, if it doesn't move, it suddenly runs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Oh, for sure. So is, is this something you'd want to do in the future? You know, set up your own farm, grow your own weed like commercially in that way so you can show them how it's done properly or grow in some kind of way which I don't know, us, us home growers can appreciate? Man, I um, from, from my experience in the commercial scene and uh, my experience with talking to regulators and talking to lawmakers, I don't have any desire to grow commercial cannabis, zero, mm -hmm. zero desire. Maybe hemp, but that's getting a little ridiculous too. Yeah, so you see just, that much uh, of a pain in the ass. It's just so many different stupid rules in place now. Yeah, and they set you up to fail. So what I mean by that is, is the system, the regulation slows down the process after harvest. So after you harvest and it's ready and you, you want it to be tested from that point to the time that it arrives at a dispo could be months because you're waiting for test results that could be as quick as a week if you want to pay expedited fees to get it faster. Or it could be as little as a, a month or more sometimes depending on if they, what their load is at the, at the different labs. Um, and, um, and then from that point, from the grow itself, there, there's a, somebody who comes and picks it up. That's a different license. It's called a transport license. Once the transport takes the, your product out of your facility, you have zero control of your own product. 
you have zero control of what it's going to look like, how it's going to be stored and how long it sits in a back room before it's even put on a shelf for somebody to, Fucking to get. Up. So it's not even stored properly either. It's just, we, well, you don't know. Up. It could be, I mean, it's, it's to their mm -hmm. advantage to store it properly. Right. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, who knows how many times has it opened? And uh, I mean, it's common to go in buy any cannabis product, a flower product and look on the label and see that it was, you know, harvested over a month ago. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's if you get it fresh, <laughs> that's like the freshest you're going to see it. There's stuff that's been over a year old. I've seen it's, it's just insane. So it's because of all the regulation and, and if they just had a farmer market style, like mm -hmm. if they treated it like fucking tomatoes and you can just have farmer market and bring it, that would be, I think the ideal model, just like every other agricultural yeah. Do you think we'll ever get there though? Um, you know what, to be fair, I didn't think we'd get as far as we have. Mm, so, true. so I've changed my mind on that. And I think, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, definitely. It's possible to get there. Mm. If you look like just 10 years, I mean, for me in, in the state of Michigan, if I just looked 10 years ago, we were, we were, we were way more free with cannabis than we were now so or 20 years or 50 years and then it's really ridiculous to, mm -hmm. to see big difference we've made so it's easy especially talking to lawmakers and they're just completely ignorant on it and it's frustrating it's easy to get discouraged but you got to look back and be like no no we've made progress we've done we've done all right so you can't you can't stop the fight you can't stop now we got to keep pushing the, the mm -hmm. what do they say the genie's out of the lamp it's not easily yeah. to put it back in so we've got the momentum we just got to keep pushing such a pain in the ass though it is a pain in the ass. Especially that's why when... it's been illegal for so long because people mm -hmm. didn't, you know, it's, it's so hard to fight against the government. I don't it's, know how else to put it. It's just when you're trying to have these arguments with people who have no fucking idea what they're talking about. They have no experience with cannabis whatsoever. And I think they can tell you what is best. It's like, God damn, man. Yeah, but as you have these conversations, you hear the objections from them and it gives you homework. And it hmm. makes it easy. it makes it easier and easier because the objections seem to be the same ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you track them down, they're coming from the same place, the MCMA. And wow. once you root, once you root that crap out, and and then you just expose that to the the lawmaker, um, it's hard for them to continue down that train of thought. Um, for example, one of the things they the things plant counts, plant counts, and um, which I hate. I think plant counts are stupid, but this should be a uh, like a space, like canopy space or yeah, something. Yeah, I agree 100%, mate. And I try to tell lawmakers that, and I tell them, I said, you understand that here we have a pretty liberal plant count. Uh, it's 12 per person. And um, I try to tell lawmakers, I'm like, look, because they want it, because that's in this this bill that's up right now that I've been helping try to educate on is they want to reduce patient, the number of patients a caregiver can have, and then even possibly start reducing plant counts. And I, I just told them, I said, look, reducing a plant count isn't going to change the amount of cannabis that they could potentially grow. That just means they'll grow less plants, but they'll grow just as big, just takes longer in the veg mm. stage. And they didn't even understand that. And I had to like sit there for like a half hour and explain, look, I could veg for a year if I wanted to one plant and just keep keep it scrogged out. And, and you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just harvest <laughs> you, a thousand you tell me I'm allowed to grow six. I'm going to veg those six from December <laughs> until the end of May. And then they're being planted outdoors. And, and then I, three pound plants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I'll be like, Absolutely. you said I could have six. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely, but, man. Like you, man, I think the plant count thing is ridiculous because you can't fully enjoy this hobby on just 12 plants. What if you want to do a pheno hunt? What if you want to make some seeds? You know, there's so many different things you can do and you need more than 12 plants to do it, but it doesn't mean you're going to be commercially growing. Absolutely, man. And especially like we said, any kind of a breeding project, just, I mean, even if you had, you popped say, or hell, even if you're a pheno hunter, so you want to pop a pack of seeds. I mean, mm -hmm. most, most seed packs are 10 to 12 seeds, unless you get, uh, you know, the half packs. Yeah. And that's, that, that's more than the plant count for most states. Just one pack of seeds. You can't even pheno hunt. It's, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's frustrating. But here in the UK, we were still illegal for recreational use, at least, and we're not allowed to grow. And I think still they have this rule that any more than nine is considered commercial cultivation. And it's just an absolute fucking joke, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to do some breeding someday. I want to be having like 50 plants in a one meter tent, just looking for which one is, is the best seedling, you know? oh, <laughs> shit man. like that. So but I'm not going to be able to do that shit because somebody don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's, it's a joke, man. <laughs> Yep. I agree with you, man. And it's just like, it's so hard to try to get that across to somebody who hasn't grown. Mm -hmm. And well, maybe they don't haven't grown any plant, you know what I mean? Not just cannabis, but any plant. Some of these lawmakers have never grown a plant, any plant their entire mm -hmm. life. So mm -hmm. and you get 10, 20 minutes, maybe with a lawmaker before they're trying to shuffle you out and somebody else is coming in or whatever. So it's, 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 it's a tough, Tough, uh, so what's the process here you know you say hey you go and talk to them you got suit and tie on you're going into the offices and having words with them like that, that? yeah I, I have uh i try to dress the part to to fit in and uh put them at ease i guess <laughs> and uh so i put the monkey suit on and i go up there and i talk to the monkeys and yeah uh, try to make them smart it's a difficult task <laughs> damn but well, it's worth it, it is, man. Yeah. Somebody has to have this fight, and he's, it's good to have you doing it because you're a nice guy. You know, you're a cool guy. Everybody likes Spartan. And for, <laughs> for you to go out there and, and be able to do this, man, it's it's good for all of us. So we do all appreciate that. I don't know if people tell you that, man, but yeah, That's we do bad. appreciate the work that you do, bro. And the 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 thing that anybody can do is, um, at least in the United States, I'm not I'm not familiar with. Uh, how your guys's legal system is there but we have all this it's odd it's you got the federal rules which is the whole country then you have state mm -hmm. rules which is just your state and then within your state you have local rules which is usually city ordinances or town ordinances right and the most effect that you can make in the united states is to go to those localities the locality that you live in uh, because those meetings those little town hall meetings and stuff like that there's if there's five people in the audience, that's a huge day. So just one person showing up is huge. Wow. And um, I've shown up to multiple ones. Not even, not, I didn't live in all of them, but still, they were trying to pass these terrible ordinances. And uh, I'm there to try to help the people that don't even, because people don't even, for one, know that there's a meeting going on about this. Hmm. And that they don't know that rules are being changed about around them when they think, they think, yeah they man. think they're completely legal and lo and behold and an ordinance officer knocks on the door and say hey we changed the rules and you're not compliant now it, it's ridiculous so yeah bad, yeah man. so I've, I've spoken at a couple different uh townships and and uh localities to to help uh stop these ordinances as well because nice. that's another tactic mcma we actually defeated the bill last year that they tried to pass in they're trying to push it through again this year 
Um, but be, once after we defeated that bill, they lobbied with the municipal league, which is all the municipalities, all the local areas, and uh, told them that they needed to write ordinances to restrict caregivers and um, going through uh, all this register with your or you know it's all this bullshit above and know, beyond. Just um, think about how that sh- that sentence is shipped and trying to uh, restrict caregivers. It's like, are you reading that on the piece of paper and think, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> what's wrong with that's these it. people man what the fuck I honestly that's how i it's hard for me because i'm kind of an emotional guy when it comes to the uh the healing power of cannabis um the first time my uncle called me and told me that he was cancer free i bawled like a baby um awesome. so when i get in front of these these um lawmakers especially the local ones who are usually not even dressed up they're in jeans and t-shirts and stuff like that they're normal everyday clothes and um and I stand up in my normal everyday clothes and I say, look, I'm, I'm a, a guy who makes RSO and I can give you the records. I've got them here that proves to you that I'm helping people be diagnosed cancer free with this oil and your ordinances that you're, you're putting into place would prevent me from being able to do that. And I oh, do it free of charge. I don't charge these people that are sick. Cancer affects everybody. Everybody knows, at least knows somebody that's had cancer or had it in their mm-hmm. family or had it themselves. And for you to take that option off the table of somebody to, to, to find healing out is, of ignorance. Yeah. Out of, yeah. Out of just ignorance is, is a shame and it shouldn't be done. And a lot of times just a statement like that will really, really help to warm them onto your side and get them to mm-hmm. begin to at least listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was um, a story here in the UK just a couple of weeks ago where a guy he he was found with a kilogram of cannabis 30 plants that were that he was cultivating and that's obviously way more than you're allowed to grow here in the uk and usually somebody doing this kind of thing he was also distributing it to people uh, usually this would be a 15-year prison sentence for somebody doing this kind of thing but uh this guy got people who he was giving cannabis oils to people who were suffering with cancer and other illnesses he was giving them cannabis, and this is why he was producing it, to make sure that he had all these patients he was giving medicine to. This shit went to court, and the judge read it and was like, this guy should be applauded rather than punished. So we're going to give him the, the minimum punishment possible, which is a six-month community community order. So he has to do some community service for six months. But it, much better than having 15 years in prison. Yeah. So, so it's like the 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 narrative is kind of changing here in the UK now because that's a big case. That's big precedent to set that is if somebody else gets found with less than a kilo and 15 plants, for example, you could be like, yeah, but what about that guy? You know, yeah. he, he got fucking six months community order and he had more than me and he was distributing to other people, yeah. <laughs> you know, so Absolutely. things are that's changing. That's the way, right? honestly, I think that's the way to change the easiest way. That's the easiest way I've found to change people's minds is heal somebody. Mm-hmm. heal somebody and then they will tell they'll be your strongest advocate because they're going to be telling their whole family and yeah. their whole family is going to tell their friends and uh that's really the i haven't found any other way really because people tend to be like dug in hard on their beliefs hmm. you're and right unfortunately with the, politicians oh yeah politicians will flip in a heartbeat if they have someone in their family that are healed by cannabis oh mm-hmm. yeah um, it's just it's so hard to change people's minds but when they see it for themselves you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We see it with your own eyes. It's really hard to deny that. Right. Yeah, that's where they can stop with their 
their ignorance and their, and their unless they're, they're hardcore skeptics and they're like no that wasn't double blinded it could be placebo <laughs> you know all and that's when i say and that's when i say well the result was the cancer is gone i don't yeah, care your loved ones how around. you explain it i don't care what i don't yeah. care if it's placebo effect the cancer is gone let's celebrate that mm-hmm. man how long do you think it's going to be before we have federal le- legislation over there in the usa it's going slow because it's tied up because here in the United States, it's all about money. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that most of the cannabis legalizations happened in the state was um, it was the money. It was the tax dollars. It was uh, holding that fucking mighty dollar in front of their nose. And so they snatched it. And um, that's unfortunate. It's keeping it's artificially kept the price of cannabis high mm-hmm. in, in the stores because of all the regulation taxes that are that are tacked onto the end of it. Mm-hmm. And that just makes a boom for the uh, the traditional market to to continue to produce higher quality because it's not as old, it's mm-hmm. more fresh, and not only higher higher quality but at lower cost. So it makes it a difficult, especially in like California right now. They're really struggling to uh, keep up because of, they've mm-hmm. actually suspend they've actually suspended in some of the I don't know if it was all of California but maybe just some of the cities but suspended some of the uh, taxes that they were levying on the commercial scene just so that they could uh, compete and that's it eventually that kind of thing surely has to happen because people are just going to keep going back to the legacy market well that's my i think that's great i think Mm -hmm. that that that's the the rebel spirit in me it's just like you know let the commercial system burn let it burn itself Mm -hmm. to show the lawmakers that no this isn't a fucking plant to just fucking take 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 and make money off of mm-hmm. really nilly this is a medicinal money herb. tree every other medicinal herb let's treat it that way let's stop making it artificially expensive so that the we have access for everyone who needs it mm-hmm. and we can start healing people that's right man we got to get more people growing their own big right? alcohol you're fighting against big mm-hmm. pharma you're fighting against big cannabis of mm-hmm. all things you're fighting yeah, against yeah. Big cannabis it's so it's yeah it's it's a tough <laughs> it's a tough road to walk but it's for sure it. for sure and it is definitely worth it more people have to get out there and you know grow their own if if that's possible or let's go and see some politicians man write to your mp in the uk let people know that things need to change and you know a lot of people think that oh i'm gonna do an email or i'm gonna write a letter or i'm gonna even even a phone call but that doesn't make any difference bullshit it doesn't make any difference it makes mm. especially when uh, a lawmaker or somebody who is continually getting them from mm-hmm. multiple sources because if it's just one person you can you can tend to forget about it but once it keeps coming and keeps coming that squeaky wheel tends to get the grease so mm-hmm. just keep squeaking imagine a group of your friends like you all have friends who smoke stoner friends you get together mm-hmm. and you smoke with them imagine if just all of you decided every week we're gonna write a letter or an email to this particular politician about the cannabis laws it'd be pretty soon you know it's like andy dufresne in shawshank when he's writing the letters to get the library eventually they're gonna cave you just have to keep <laughs> writing the letters i wrote when the last year when the the bills the mcma bills the caregiver bills were going through i wrote i sat here and wrote i don't know probably 50 emails to the 50 different lawmakers that were able to vote on it and I personalized every fucking one. It wasn't a chain, like just copy paste thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I tailored it to each one of them. I fucking looked them up online and saw like what their backgrounds were to try to find anything that I could appeal to. And uh, I would really uh, recommend if, if you have the time to, to do it that way, because a lot of organizations here in the United States, like, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like normal 
and um, just a lot of the can pro cannabis, they'll they'll put out like a template where you just put in your name and where you're from and then send it off. Well, as a politician, if you get the same fucking letter just to change name, I doubt you're reading them after the first or second one. Mm-hmm. So, so personalize it, make them at least read the words, hopefully. Mm, it's a good point, man. You just go out there, do some research on on the uh, on the opponent, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's the good thing about this year. This year is an election year in the state of Michigan for our Michigan lawmakers. So they don't want to piss anyone off. They want to be nice and get as many votes as possible. And this is the this is what gives us a lot of time to to really push um, push for those those folks and to really blast their names if they're doing something mm-hmm. shitty. We have an interesting question here from Chilbert. He, do we have this scheme here in the UK called CanCard? where pretty much um, it's like a, a legal, but not fully legal. It's not endorsed by the government or anything. It's a private organization called CanCard, where they've gone out to the police and told police, anybody holding this specific card here uses cannabis for medical use. And they, you can go to their website and apply to get a CanCard by telling them, you know, I have epilepsy, back pain, depression, lots of different things. And they send you out the card to say that you are a medical user of cannabis. And uh, you can be then if you're found with cannabis, you can produce this card to the police and hopefully they recognize can card and know what it is. And then you won't be prosecuted for possession. Do you think that's a good thing? You, what do you think about this kind of thing? Does that work? Yeah. Has anybody had a can of card and avoided? Yeah, yeah. A few people have been found with cannabis and then they produced the can card and been like, I'm a medical user. Here's my can card. And it does work sometimes, but there's other times where it doesn't. Do you have to register your address? Yeah, you have to register all your details like that. I wouldn't fucking do it until it was legal. That's why I don't have one. Yeah, when, even even when it is legalized, I won't be putting my name on no fucking register. Like, yeah, you can you can grow some plants here. Just come and get this this license. There you go, and you can grow eight plants. And we good to you. It's like, no, fuck you. You're not having my name and address, so you can change your mind in six months. Well, I mean, you know? if you can give your mom's name and address or your parent or your dad or somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I'll do it then. Well, fuck that. <laughs> it's that be mom's name and your picture. <laughs> I'm just Ooh. super suspicious of the government. I don't want to give them my... I mean, exactly. they know where I live. Yeah, you have they to know be suspicious, live, man. Yeah, I just don't want them to tell them. I don't want to go to the government and say, hey, I use weed. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. really. That's just, I don't know. I, here, let me put that in the old... weed file over here. Spartan uses weed. <laughs> Got it. That being said, when the in 2008 in Michigan, when they um, passed the, the medical law, that was the first thing to pass here was the medical law. And there was no medical dispensary in this law. It was only caregivers can grow mm-hmm. at home their cannabis for their patients, up to five patients. And uh, there, it was a card system. The, the patients had to have a medical card and uh, the caregivers also got a card and I did sign up for all that, but that was when it was legal here in the state. Hmm. So it didn't, it, it just gave me protection as far as if I had it in my vehicle, if I had a card, I wasn't going to lose my license. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's completely fucking unnecessary. And it rages me, man, because say, for example, here in the UK, you can do homebrew and you can brew yourself a certain amount of alcohol. And it's a pretty hefty amount of alcohol too. I don't need any license for that yeah then that would yeah i would really push hard against it because i don't i'm not a big fan of licenses registrations Mm -hmm. because it all comes with fees and costs Mm -hmm. eventually and you're surrendering some of your freedom whether that's you're giving up your identity you're giving up your address you're giving up something and you're also giving up money usually for it and yeah that usually means loss of access to somebody 
somebody who's not well off, somebody who can't afford all those fees, who's scraping by every week, they're not going to fucking fork over tons of money to get a medical card. They're just going to go buy it and they're just going to use it. They're not going to add expense to it. Mm-hmm. So really all these regulations and stuff, they, they like to say that it's for safety and all this other bullshit, but really it's money. It's just it's money. denies people access. They can't afford it, which is that, that's exactly the problem we have here in the UK right now, because in the UK, it's been legal for medicine, medical use since 2018, at the end of 2018, it was, and you can go out and get cannabis on prescription from a doctor, but you have to pay to see a consultant, which is expensive. It's with a private cannabis clinic rather than on the NHS because, you know, we have social health care here in the UK and prescriptions are a small amount of money, less than £10, and you'll get a whole prescription. And that, you should be doing the same thing with cannabis where you can get it on prescription, pay £10 for your prescription, and it'll be a couple of ounces of cannabis maybe. You know, but, but it doesn't work like that in the UK right now. You have to go see the guy at the clinic and pay a substantial amount of money to him or her, then you have to pay £150, I think it is, for an ounce of low-quality cannabis. And it's only really one strain which they send out as well, which doesn't work for everybody. There's so many issues. I think a better system there would be for the medical medical entity to issue vouchers worth X amount of money. And if you wanted to pay up and over that to get a higher-quality cultivar, you know, have a store that you could go to to have multiple cultivars. Mm -hmm. pick the one that worked for you but you get reimbursed at least whatever they decide is the what they're going to cover with a voucher or or something like that so so that you can go in there and get get it you know at least partially paid for Mm. don't be giving them ideas man (laughs) i'm just trying to get this if i can get more weed into more people's hands Mm -hmm. i think that's that's how we get world peace man yeah man and that's that's the important thing for sure getting it into the hands of the people who actually need it absolutely It's a shame that we have to fight so hard for it, man. It's ridiculous how people. There's a lot of there's a lot of cannabis warriors out there that are just growing it and giving it out for free. I was watching Mm -hmm, a fellow. mm -hmm. I wish I could remember his name. That was going through Europe on the on the real narrow boats that to get through a lot of the channels, and he was growing right on his boat. And everywhere he went, he just handed out cannabis. I thought that was sweet, (laughs) nice (laughs) little cannabis fairy. (laughs) Yes, he did a breeding project one time. And he tied a bunch of seeds to balloons, those helium balloons, and he would just release them. So they just went wherever <laughs> and pop, they would fall down. And <laughs> I thought that was cool too. Man, that's, it's a shame that people like this, though, they usually get caught and locked up, you know, mm. especially here in the UK. And people get fucked mm, up. Kinda, man. You, you got me thinking now, Spartan. What if we put maybe about, you know, three, four hundred seeds inside the helium balloon and sent that sucker up. Now we get a shower of seeds coming down. Mm. You shoot it for an hour or something? Or especially <laughs> if you could time it to somehow explode at a certain time, like 24 hours, it's, this thing's going to explode and not just like... Oh, man, now you got me thinking. So yeah. Then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Get a drone up there and just, just fly a drone into it. It'll pop that fucking balloon. There you go. Uh, yeah, UK seeds Zip everywhere. said there. You see that? It's the first time I've seen Spartan not smoke ever. Yeah, it's bit, you want to crack that bong, man. We know you want to hit that shit. Yeah, I'll get I'll get it going. It's a good time because I I went to the gym this morning and when I got back from the gym, so today is leg day for me on the gym. <laughs> and I was sore from the last leg day, so I said, you know what? I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do any leg lifts or anything like that. No squats, nothing. I'm just gonna do treadmill. And so I did three miles on a treadmill. And so cardio home. day, cardio day today. Cardio day. Yeah. yeah. 
So what are you guys smoking on lately? You got anything new? Anything great? I've been I've going on about this fucking lemon tree from Barney's Farm for so long, bro. It's delicious, man. Like it's so tree. good. Mm-mm. Good one. Because that's the one I'm hitting. That's it. I'm just got the mighty right here, right now, ready to go. Nice. Stores mm. and pickle. Yeah, man. So I quit yeah, smoking um, a long time ago. You quit? Yeah, I quit smoking uh, in December. December the 2nd was the last time I smoked. Right, oh, yeah, wow. tobacco and shit. Uh, I still don't smoke now. I only nice. do vape. I only, man. I only vape, hit the bong on the odd occasion and maybe hit pipe sometimes as well. But the majority of my consumption is done through the vape. Nice, yeah. nice. I need to get a volcano because I don't like the mighty. I don't like the crafty. I don't like about 30 different vapes I've tried from other people. All right. So I think uh, the only thing that I might like is maybe maybe a volcano. To me, it changes the flavor. It doesn't. It's not the same flavor. I don't think the flavor is better though. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Well, much cleaner. There's no burn flavor to it. It's just pure cleanliness, tasty, tasty fruity goodness. Mm-mm. That's what BHO is to me. Like everybody's all out about this rosin stuff, but it's mm-hmm. so rosin still has all the waxes and lipids, and it's like thick, and it's like. You can feel the waxes and lipid like on your teeth after a hit. And I hate it, but BHO, right. I don't hate it. It's, it's good flavor mm-hmm. and like that, but BHO, it takes all that waxy flavor out. All that waxiness and lipid is already filtered out. So it's just terps and, and cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a good BHO maker, shout out for Groly. Um, shit. He's got, I've seen lab reports from his stuff. That's got less butane in it than what you would inhale from, you know, your lighter damn nice man so he does a really he uses to clean his because originally when he first started getting into it he'd clean his columns and all his equipment with uh, isopropyl alcohol right mm-hmm. well when he did his testing he found out that there was residual iso in his in his uh product so it must have been left over from cleaning when you put in the next one mm-hmm. a little tiny bit of the iso was still in there so he stopped and now he's cleaning with a with pure terpene uh, i think he's using pining I don't know, or terpinaline, one of those, but he's using Ooh. just a terpene, a straight terpene to clean his equipment. Nice. And now, if anything's left behind, it's just extra terps. That's a right. good idea, man. That's a great thing. idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are you smoking on there, Monkey? What you got? Uh, right now, it's cookies. That's all I got. All right. Just sign your cookies. Uh, Girl Scout cookies. So, okay. Know, but, yeah. But I mean, it's just a, just a jar that was closest, to be honest with you. And Bubble Hawk as well. I don't think uh, we've introduced you to Bubble Hawk, Spartan. He's uh, the new panel member we've had for a few weeks from Australia. You want to say hi, hey, Bubble mate. Hawk? How are you? Good, hey, good to meet you. Nice to meet you. <clears throat> I'm enjoying some wedding cake out of a volcano right now as we speak, actually. Nice. Wedding cake's a great strain. I'm allergic to it, though. I can't fucking... I can't fucking... Really? Wow. I it doesn't. I can smoke it, and it's fine, but I'll get a runny nose... Um, when I grew God. it in commercial room and I opened up the door to like 150 plants of it flowering. No, bro. I'm sneezing. My eyes are wow. I got to get out of there. I had to wear a mask. Well, that's interesting, man. I wonder how that happens. Like it's specifically, certain yeah, certain terpenes. Mm. Yep. Certain terpenes I'm allergic to. I find that um, a lot of uh, really garlicky smelling stuff like GMO, that's, that, that tends to bother me a little bit. Mm. But, All right. I can smoke the strain. It's just that I'll know because I'll get a runny nose. I'm like, all right, I got to stay off that one. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few strains yeah. that make me cough like crazy. And I think it's probably similar similar to what you're talking about. No matter who grows it, no matter how good pine. it is, 
Yeah, it could be something. I don't know what, but there's certain ones I've tried many different grows, many different sources, and, and the strain just messes me up every time. So I believe you remember you. either one of the any of the ones that you're having problems with were strong in pining. I really don't remember what they, what they were in. I'd have to go back and look it up. Just because mm. that that pining is a expectorant, like it'll. I the stuff I'm smoking right now is. Uh, I need to get tested to see if there's any in it. It's a cobra milk that I grew from Tiki Madman, and it's a uh, it's jealousy crossed to cereal milk. And to me, as it grew, if you do, you guys have fruity pebbles over there. So it's like fruity pebbles, but then in the cure after I after I harvested it, it a lot of pine came out all of a sudden. So when I hit it at first, I, I get all pine, and then on the exhale, I get like that fruity pebble kind of taste. Mm. At the end. It's really interesting, awesome. and I love the the pining because it's makes productive coughs. So if you mm. find like you have a con, like chest congestion and stuff like that, it'll, it'll help you cough that shit right up and clean nice. it right out. I find ones with eucalyptol, very similar, same thing. Exactly. If, it's, if it's really heavy good. in that eucalyptol, mm -hmm. I get, I get it. It just opens everything up. I can have a I few was, of them if I'm feeling a bit congested. Mm -hmm. Bob's your uncle. I Robert's agree. your dad's Bob, brother. Robert's like your dad. Like Robert. chest expansion feeling. Like it feels like it opens yeah, yeah. Because there are some strains that are used for asthma as well, right? So it helps to yeah, open up. Like uh... I'd go for it. I'd mm. go for the eucalyptus, the pining, the beta caryophylline. I'd be going after those kind of uh, terps for anything asthma related or chest, like opening up your chest airways, things like that. I'd be mm. looking at those terps. Nice. So what strains would you say were best for these? Sorry, you got some for children there. Yeah, I just wanted to thank Chilbert. He just, he's right. Lemonine is the terpene that is used for cleaning. And that's the one that Ferg really told me he was using. He's using lemonine. Mm -hmm. We do have the, um, it's called turpentine here in the UK. Penaline or something like that. I'm not even sure because I don't use it very much. It's to get paint off things. Oh, turpentine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that the same shit? Is that terpenes like refined or something? Uh, I, I think turpentine is a, is a, is a, it's refined uh, pine sap, isn't it? Used to be. Yeah, I think it came out. I was going to say, it came out of a tree. I can't remember what. Yeah, yeah it used to be pine. You used to harvest the uh, pine sap. They used to actually go in the forest and poke the pine trees and then harvest the sap and you would boil that down and distill what came off of it would be turpentine back in the day, as, as I remember it at least. So it's probably high in pining then. Yeah, I wonder if you could use that. That's right, interesting. Paint we used to paint it there for quite a while. I don't know if I, I kind of want to smoke on that. It's really oily as well, and it's like, yeah, it's not solventy. It's a uh, kerosene sort of like in consistencies, yeah. you know. Hmm. So we can, might need to try that. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't think there's there's an the easy way you can use limonene to clean at home. So if you have any citrus that you're eating, like say limes, especially limes, lemons, oranges. Just get a mason jar, a glass jar, and uh, keep it in your refrigerator and throw your peels in this glass jar. And then just fill, fill the glass jar with a vinegar, like a white vinegar, just above the level of your peels. Continue and just keep that in your refrigerator and just keep throwing peels in there until you get the thing, you know, almost full. Then once it's full, it should be ready. You know, I would shake it up pretty good. And then that vinegar mix 50, 50 with water. And that's a clean solution. It's going to, that vinegar pulls out all the, the limonene out of those, those, um, out of those peels. Skin, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it works. I, I, I do it myself. So free cleaner, easy way to easy way to use some of your garbage to prevent you from having to buy shit. <laughs> mm. Speaking of that kind of shit, do you, are you still growing in cocoa at home? You gone to organics yet? I've uh, been in organics for a long time at home and I did have. Oh, that's right. It's organics at home and cocoa at work, was it? Yeah. But yeah. I also had organic cocoa grows. So cocoa is organic. Um, if as long as you don't throw salts on it, it's, it's still an mm -hmm. organic grow. Mm -hmm. And I've done that. I've used cocoa instead of peat in my mixes and, and was still successful with that with sip grows. I think that's key. Um, sub irrigated because it keeps cocoa. It keeps up. It keeps all your media at a pretty consistent moisture level instead mm -hmm. of having big waves of, of dry yeah. spots because cocoa <laughs> is really, really finicky. If you let it dry out, if you get any oh, dry yeah. spots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why it's best to water it all the time. Keep it damp. Yep, yep. These with these sub-irrigated, it keeps it damp just on its own schedule. I love, I love sub-irrigated growing. It just makes it so easy. You don't, you don't waste any water. All the water is used. Mm -hmm. This is where it's uh, put into, put into like the bottom and soaked up from underneath, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I just got planners that I have it already all designed, so I don't have to, you know, DIY it myself. But mm -hmm. uh, they've worked for years and years and years at least five years old the oldest one that i have and it's still kicking nice <laughs> i've got a fucking a dwc well i've got two dwc buckets but i've had for like 12 13 years the, like the first buckets on my first time when i went to buy growing gear i went dwc and i bought these dwc buckets and i still use them now this this long after just to bring water into the grow room you know <laughs> <laughs> repurposed it's crazy <laughs> shit man it's lasted for so long yeah why not impressive no that's a good way to use plastic everybody yeah and that's the thing is everybody i see the industry a lot of people in in fabric pots and i think there's place for fabric pots but for me the only time i'll use a fabric pot is if i'm going outside with it mm. I, don't, I don't like them inside at all i think that they dry out the outside perimeter of your whole media which is like a dead zone for microbes now especially right. if you're an organic grower um and then to clean the damn things are a pain in the ass to me. They'll, they'll tear up washers and dryers. You have to take them to the, to the actual, <laughs> you don't want, you don't want to do it to your own. Good, yeah. And go tear up the city's laundromat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, what's all this perlite doing up in here? <laughs> plastic is just so much easier. Plastic washes easy. Just wash it out and then you yeah. can reuse it. It's, it's no big deal. And See, I, I use uh, I'm a fabric pot grower myself. I I've been using fabric for years now. Uh, I mean, the last plastic ones I used were air pots, you know, the ones with the holes down the sides. Oh, I'm not those a fan ones. of those either. No, well, well, because apparently the reason for using them is when the roots get to the outside and they dry out, they'll air prune and then right. spread out more radially. Now, that's the idea behind it. Have you not right. have you not noticed that when you, I mean, you haven't used the fabrics really, have you? Did you use them at work or something? Pads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even though we don't use them at work, we use plastic at work too. Cool. Um, it doesn't scale. Fabric doesn't scale because I mean, just think of just think of this simple thing. If you're talking about hundreds or thousands of plants, with a fabric pot, I can carry one pot. With the plastic pots, I can carry two plants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Once you you know times that by how many employees you have and how fast you're gonna be able to move yeah. 150 yep. plants. That, that that's huge. Hundred percent increase. Yeah, yeah. It's always been a difficult one to decide which one's best, the plastic or the fabric. 
for me, anyway. Spartan plastic for me. It's just the ease of maintenance. I don't see any negative in my growth space. Yeah, I tell you, it it's a piss take. You know, when you water these fabric pots, especially in soil, it happens more in soil than yeah. cocoa. You water it and then it starts pissing out the side. It's like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But if you have a saucer there, it'll soak it back up the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's they, it. Yeah. You're tasting me. You got you to gotta water slow as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not about that, man. Give me my plastic. Just I'm gonna have to try that at some point. I'll go back to plastic and see if I notice any difference. Just do one, just yeah. do one in plastic and see what see what difference is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't messed with plastic in a while. I, I normally stick with the fabrics, so I might have to have a bit of a a bit of a look down that plastic lane again. I will say the big downside of plastic is storage. If you have a lot of plastic pots, they mm-hmm. don't store quite as good. If you got fabric, they just shrink. They just go down mm-hmm. to nothing. Yeah. Right. Mm. So what size pots do you use? What would you recommend? Well, what is your grow? You got a four by four grow tent or a four by eight? What's the school? So I've got a four by eight grow tent that I use basically for a breeding tent or I'll put my cloner in there. It's my overflow, basically mm-hmm. extra veg, whatever. Yeah. Right now it's a, it's a breeding tent. I've got um, some vortex, some old TGA seeds that I found at an old grow store that was finally sold. And then the new people were just selling the stock and I went in there and they had, an old thing of TJ seeds. I was like, nice. oh, I didn't imagine to find seeds in here, but there they were. <laughs> anyway, so I, I bought some Vortex, which weren't aren't even available right now. So I popped that whole pack and I'm just going to open pilot, do an open pollination projects to make more seeds so that nice. I can hunt through them. And then I can also, if I, obviously if it's successful, and I have tons of seeds, I'll just get some out to people. And, and then, um, so besides that tent, my little extra tent, I have a, a little veg space that's probably four by six. And then I have, these are feet. And then on, in my flower room, I just have two, two four by fours right next mm-hmm. to each other. So it's a four by eight, I guess. Um, and I generally only like to run about one light on in there because I don't need two lights. But uh, if I need it, like if, if because it's perpetual mm-hmm. i don't have every single plant i have four plants per light and every single plant is at a different usually a different life mm-hmm. uh, lifetime so i'm just cycling plants in sometimes it's ready in veg and it just needs to come into flower i used to play the game of just keeping it in veg until i had an open spot in flower but that makes so much extra work with over vegged plants so what i've done is i i Put another my second light in my flower room and i just turn that on if a plant gets too big too fast it just goes in the flower early mm. and so that one light is not hardly ever full with four plants underneath it it might have three two to three plants right uh it's like an overflow light so it was strange you got in there well for your personal smoke you got so anything got, for that i've got bliss bud which is my own creation and uh that's a sour diesel crossed to a uh the other side is a pineapple tie crossed to sour strawberry. And it was the pineapple tie leaning pheno. Mm. And so that mm. one's my, called my bliss bud. I have that one. I have GG4. I have uh, that cobra milk I just grew. I have one called Russell, which is two back crosses crossed together. So it's a Jack Carrere back cross nice. and a chem dog back cross mm. crossed together. So that one's going to be ready pretty soon. That one's interesting looking. It smells crazy weird. <laughs> and then there's just like, I can't even place what that is. It's just a strange, spicy, earthy, just weird. 
and then I, <laughs> then I have from Brandon Rust of Okashi Earthworks. Uh, he's got Limelight. I've got that going in there in early flower. Um, I, I have too much shit is what I have. <laughs> Donnie Burger, which is a GMO bat cross. So um, to make Donnie Burger, they took G, so GMO times an OG, Larry OG made Han Solo Burger. They took that Han Solo burger and they crossed it back to the GMO and they called it Donnie burger. But that one is a real potent strain and it's real like sleepy. So that one's perfect for right before bed. No, and then I just, I just grew a New York sour diesel, which I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to keep that one. So um, it's an old school strain. It looked like an old school strain. The best thing about it was the high. Everything else was, was pain in the ass to trim. It wasn't <laughs> the highest yielder mm -hmm. and it went long. I think 77 days or 79 days I took that one. Well, wow. everything else was kind of a low. The high was great. It was a nice uplifting high, but I don't want to fucking deal with that again. Mm -hmm. I think that's most of everything. I got more stuff in there, I'm sure. Oh, Mac One is in there. Damn, that's, that's a lot to keep track of. How'd you, man, I've got like four different strains in, in my flower intense had, and I'm like, why are they again? <laughs> the law here is is that it's not a plant if it doesn't have roots so i keep genetics by keeping them perpetually cloning ah good plan it doesn't man. have roots it's not a plant and i can keep my keep my genetics that way so <laughs> I, I don't know how many times i've taken a clone i've taken a cutting a clone that was rooted out of my cloner put it into just a little solo cup and then grew it just like about a week just to take a clone off to put it back in the cloner <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. You got to do what you got to do. These are the stupid yeah, rules man. we have to play by. Exactly. I got to play by the stupid rules they give me. Because... And it's a perfect example of when you make these rules, people will just find a way around it. Oh, absolutely. This absolutely. is the way it's always been, man. And this is why we have cannabis. It's because it hasn't been allowed for so long. It was like, fuck you, we'll do it anyway. And we did it anyway, man. It's like, it doesn't really <laughs> matter which way it goes. You make the rules stupid and we won't play the game. If you want to be involved in cannabis, you know, if the government wants to be involved in cannabis and make some tax revenue from it, then you have to do it under our conditions, I'm afraid. That's just the way yeah. it's going to be because we'll do it anyway. That's what people are finding in these, well, Michigan, I can speak on Michigan because I live here, but I think other mm -hmm. states too is, is that the community, the cannabis community is the the X factor that uh, people from the outside of the community coming in, trying to just make money, they can't figure that out. They mm. can't figure out the community thing, how word travels fast, how you, you know, you better give a shit or we're not going to fucking support you. All these things that usually businesses don't have to care about. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that they, you know, all these, there's still a market for people like, young kids usually who don't know shit about cannabis <laughs> we'll go into these dispose for these big business and, and have the big uh cookie cutter experience and think that's what cannabis is all about but the um the unique thing about this product cannabis is is that even the people that love mids or lower even even lower than mids like the just the garbage of the garbage if they just want there's there's always going to be a mentality of people who just want the cheapest product in the store yeah and that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. And, but the cool thing about this product is, is tolerance. So even if you, if, if that's good enough for you right now, that's not going to be good enough for you forever. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you might save money. You might save money if you just step up and buy the one that's a little bit more expensive, but you take one puffin or high instead of taking, you know, smoking a whole gram of the other booth that you bought 
for the equivalent of like $40 a pound or some ridiculously low price, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have to smoke the whole joint to get that, that same high or even close. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people will start figuring that out. You know, this is an early, early, early market. I know we've had, we've been around in the traditional market forever, but the actual commercial market, this is new. It's a new industry. It's still, I mean, we're still baby. We're still a baby crawling right now. We'll see what yeah. happens when we're, you know, running around and stuff. But right now, I see when we're 10 years into the fight, you know, see, what, see what's changed then. The one good thing for you guys um, sitting on the outside looking in is when you do legalization, hopefully your lawmakers will have better data to, to form some more smart moves. Oh, God damn. Not, not here, mate. <laughs> no, <laughs> no yeah. God damn. What do they keep telling everybody, Mackie? We need our own studies, right? Yeah, yeah. Got to do our own studies. <laughs> we do our own. Yeah. That's, that's why we here. get to. In the United States, that's my favorite. I go to a doctor and, you know, you get the question, do you smoke? Smoke what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, no, nah, I don't smoke cigarettes. And then they want to have the cannabis talk with me. I'm like, look, don't sit here and tell me there's no studies because that's usually the number one thing. I'll say, yeah. pull out your phone, go to Google Scholar. Don't give me no stupid Google bullshit. Google Scholar, which is actual fucking uh, studies and white papers and journals. Mm-hmm. So they'll do that. And I said, now just type in cannabis as medicine. And I guarantee you, you'll have over a quarter of a million different things that you can read that uh, are more than zero. And usually it's like closer to half a million hits. Mm -hmm. so it's just like, open your eyes. Don't just believe what the fucking, you know, pharmaceutical people are telling you. Mm -hmm all our individuals we're allowed to use our brains do some research <laughs> and there seems to be more and more doctors coming out all the time as well to speak out against it when they finally do look into it they, i think their minds do get changed it's just so much stubborn but like well, doctors like uh dr bonnie goldstein for example who's just out there all the time to, trying mm -hmm. to inform doctors of what's actually going on here peter grinspoon mm -hmm. yeah the the issue really is the there's a it's always money man and yeah. uh the, the prescription, the pharmaceutical companies will do things like, okay, well, if you're going to, you know, be pro cannabis, we're not going to support you anymore. Mm -hmm. So a lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of medical professionals are just scared. They might have the same opinion and agree with you, but they're scared to lose their job or lose their position or lose whatever. And lose so, their holidays playing golf in the exactly. Bahamas. Lose their free trip to the Bahamas every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so Fuck what, yeah. People are crooked, man. <laughs> what can you do? Some, not all. Yeah, some. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's just uh, a mistake how it's taken so long. Sorry, Bubba. No, I was just going to say it's all controlled by Big Pharma down here. So, you know, if you if in the medicinal side of things, because you can't get, you know, rec, um, recreational is still illegal here. So um, medicinal obviously can't grow it, but it's all Big Pharma that have the licenses. And, um, and, you know, even the ones that are like, oh, we're not Big Pharma. There's big pharma money in there. They're just mm. not telling you it's there, you know, because it's all it all has to go through um, go through the TGA, and then it has to go from the TGA through a, a separate um, a separate body, and then it goes to the chemists, and then it gets sent out, and you're paying 170 bucks for 10 grand. <clears throat> Pardon me. So it's and it's where's all that money? How how do you justify 170 bucks for 10 grams? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, it's just like it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's when it's in the on the legacy market, of course, we used to pay the money we paid because there was risk involved, and yeah. the more people you pass through, 
the more risk was involved. So, you know, the lower down you get, the smaller amount you buy and more people have been spending risk on it. So it's more expensive. But that shouldn't be the same in the legacy market. You don't have the same. I mean, in the, uh, in the new market anyway, the legalized market, is, things should be different now. There isn't as much risk. Answer me this, bro. Capitalism is a bitch sometimes, man, because in the legacy, maybe tell me if it's the same there. In the legacy market, if you had more than one choice on strings, which was pretty rare, if you had more than one choice, the price never fucking changed. Everything was the same <laughs> yeah. price. Yeah. Yeah. The, the strain didn't fucking change the price. But why is it every time you walk into any, uh, any shop in the United States, there's different prices on it just because they're different strains or different test results or different. Is that how it is? It's not like they say $10 no. a gram across no, the board. No. no. Depends no, who grew it. Depends all, all kind of shit, man. Wow. Top shelf, middle shelf, budget. Even though you know it was grown in probably the same condition in the same grow room and cost the, the grow. The, the same, same fucking amount. weed for, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what, from the grow side, the grow was getting paid the same for for their shit. You know what I mean? They, they didn't get different, you know, they didn't get a higher rate for this or a lower rate for that. So I don't, I don't know, man. It's uh, They either would accept your shit or wouldn't accept your shit. There wasn't a higher rate and a lower rate. Yeah, I would think you did. The grower would get more money though if they're selling sixteen dollars a gram versus eight dollars a gram. It seems like the grower should get more money. The grower mm -hmm. in this industry is usually the least compensated. The uh, people working sucks. in grows or the people the people working at the dispos, um, the what they call them, bud tenders. Those tend to be like minimum wage jobs. But then, but then everyone says, "Oh, the bud tenders need to inform people more and tell them more about you." You're expecting that from a minimum wage person the same mm -hmm. person that could go next door to fucking mcdonald's and make the same wage you want medical advice from yeah pay those motherfuckers <laughs> like a medical person and then maybe you can fucking get the medical you know it's it's yeah, for sure man yeah for sure and train them if you can if you can train tra them, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. don't just tell them to sell whatever we have the most of yeah and they incentivize them they're salespeople you know, yeah yeah exactly selling this or that it's a fucking fast man. Maybe they should have some kind of a like the Gangier program, the Gangier program, where you know people go off and learn about cannabis. But all these bud tenders, maybe there should be a set course that everybody goes on, so they all know about the same things and get a certificate from it. That would be cool. I think that um, I agree with you. That would be really cool. But I think um, if you leave it up to the businesses to set themselves apart, I think that's great if they do that. Mm -hmm. and that uh, you're probably going to build a name for yourself in the industry and people are going to flock to you if you do that as a dis as a, a, dis as a dispo mm -hmm. um, but i don't like that being forced because yes i'm a big fan of correct information and people being learned but i i'm not a big fan of adding more cost into the end product because mm -hmm. i am for access i want the people to be able to access this stuff i think the best thing in my head that works for me is is like Farmers markets, allow it to be at farmers markets where anybody can grow it and bring it there. And, and hey, if you want it to be tested, whatever, we'll do testing, even though we haven't tested this shit for thousands of fucking years yeah. and people have mm -hmm. been fine smoking it. But uh, I'm still kind of iffy on the testing uh, as people say, what about safety? What about this? What about that? I'm like, show me a death. Show me a death in the last. What other substance do we have? Mm -hmm. that have fucking where's the body count from the hundreds, at, at least hundreds, at least I mean, it's been thousands. They found shit yeah. back in the Egyptian times. But I mean, show me a body count from, from smoking this where people have died. And it's just not there. 
So it, it, it you know, explained to me why Tesla. Then you have to let the capitalism do its work. You know, you have to let the market do its work. If if somebody is producing dodgy shit that's making people sick, people will stop buying from them, and their business will not be around any longer. And the better guys yeah. will carry on. You know, they've got to exactly. stop sticking their fingers in the fucking pie and mixing things up if you just let it run its course the the cannabis business will sort itself out we don't need any help from the government well i think it's funny because in the same in the same aspect in the same country we have all these cigarette companies that have known i mean on the fucking label to the package it says it'll Mm -hmm. cause cancer Mm -hmm. and they're selling it to you but they want me to test (laughs) the cannabis the fuck what is going on makes no sense does it makes no sense and then you start saying about conspiracy theories and shit and you're crazy (laughs) oh yeah yeah. that's the way it is it's like there's something obviously going on on the upper levels here and the upper epsilons you you got the the government with their their rich ass friends the lobbyists just paying them money to keep things the way they is so they can keep making more money yep so i think the biggest thing is just um expose that shit you know Mm. when you see it expose it and uh and let it let it come to light that's the best the best weapon we have as a as the pu- general public will say mm-hmm. is just expose corruption when we see it because usually when is when the, that corruption is exposed they gen- one person maybe not everybody but one of those people takes a fall and uh, people start trying to at least cover their ass mm-hmm. and not do it so openly and look what happened to Epstein you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> He didn't kill himself. <laughs> no, of course he did. Of course he did. He'd been a conspiracy theorist now. <laughs> but, you know, of all of the conspiracy theories, there is one that everybody does agree on, and that is that, you know, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> it's so funny, man. I mean, a kid could have wrote that plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't fooling anybody on that on that whole deal, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, I have this mantra I tell myself in instances like that where, um, I mean, if you really focus on that, you could get upset about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just tell myself, you know, my name is Russ. I said, uh, Russ, you know, you can't worry about things that you have zero control over. Mm-hmm. Only, only worry about the things that you can directly affect or change if you need to. But stuff like that, I have zero control over. It, so I can't. Well, I mean, this uh, laugh at it or, or, or it, joke about it, but I it's can't. related to weed as well, and it's a sativa for the things I can change and indica for the things I can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I like that. That's a little pet peeve of mine. The 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 sativa yeah. indica thing. It seems to be one that's uh, getting to a lot of people nowadays. What's the score with well, it, man? To me, I think the sativa indica thing should be. I'm okay with sativa indica when we're talking about two things, talking about effects or we're talking about plant morphology. Right. Uh, when you start saying like this plant is a sativa bullshit, what, what do you mean? What do you mean by what that tells me nothing? Cause when you tell me this plant's a sativa, I could smoke it and be fucking tired. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look, if you're telling me genetically, it's a sativa or you tell me genetically it's an indica or a 50, 50 or what, or they even got the, the supposedly got the percentages at like 75, 25 mm-hmm. and all this other bullshit. I, I think that's all. Mm-hmm. bullshit because it doesn't tell me anything it tells me absolutely zero but if you were to say hey i smoked this strain and uh when i smoked it it put me in a great mood i was feeling depressed and it, it brought me in an upbeat mood and i wasn't cloudy headed at all it was just great it had a real sativa effect sounds easier and faster than saying mm-hmm. all that bullshit i said before that mm-hmm. 
And so I'm cool with that. Or if you say it had an indica effect, and which means, you know, I was sleepy and blah, blah, blah. Or, or you could say uh, plant morphology, which is a big one for growers, right? So when you say, you know, I could say I, I'm growing a long flowering strain with uh, thin bladed leaves and uh, it's real stretchy. Or I could say I'm growing a sativa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, right. you know, same thing as indica. I'm down with those uses of sativa and indica. But man, when I, as a, as a, uh, marketing thing in the dispose the way they use it it's just bullshit mm-hmm. it tells me absolutely nothing or mm-hmm. on a seed pack it tells me nothing tell me i don't even care about the strain name just tell me all the other shit tell me what kind of terpene profile yep. i'm gonna fucking expect tell me the yeah. uh, flowering time and that's really all i want and then you have the entourage effect as well and, and different terpenes and cannabinoids affect people differently so smoking one plant will do something to that guy but smoking the same plant will do something completely different to another guy it just depends mm-hmm. on it regardless does, of it being sativa or indica it does but with the with the testing the cool thing about it is is people are keying in and picking out cannabinoids and terpene profiles that they see mm. that are consistent in all the strains they like you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. maybe it's uh terpinaline and fucking cbg hmm. so with that knowledge if that information were on a seed bag like hey these have tested high in cbg that might be something that person would be interested in whereas if it just says doggy dog fucker or whatever <laughs> you know that doesn't tell them anything <laughs> hello yeah uh, I, i'm I, a big I, fan of that myself i find i find that i like to go through and and check and do some in um some research on the strain before i buy it to to see what those um what the perp to turp profiles are at and what the levels of thc are at just so you know even if it's just a rough estimate so I know whether I'm going to grow it out and I'm going to like the flavor. It's going to resonate well with me. And rather than going into something blindfolded, like, oh yeah, sounds cool. I'll just Absolutely. pop that one in and hope for the best, you know? Yeah. Uh, if, I'm going to, the, if, if I'm going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time I don't even look anymore. I'm just, just, I'm used to my old school shit. I just grow something and see how I think it was. Cause seeds sometimes can differ so much in between one and the other, you know, just the phenotypes. Can it display completely different things, a different flavor, different high. And it, mm. it's a pain in the ass sometimes. But when you find them ones where you know it's pretty stable and a plant from seed is pretty similar to the other plant from seed, I like those. They, they mm. work well yeah. for me. Like this lemon tree, man. I've done two crops of it now, and both times the plants have turned out pretty much the same. So that that's some good shit, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Are, are those autos or photos? No photo period, those are from Barney's farm. Okay, okay, fine. I think I've got four left. I'm hoping I've got four left because I want to do a scrug of it and I want to do four plants in a scrug. And I really need four for that. Otherwise, I'm going to have to grow one out and take cuttings of it. And I said, oh, I can't be asked for that. It's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I will if I have to, though. It's just so the way what it you is. Do is you just before you put it in the flower, you just take four cuts, throw them in a cloner, and then flower that thing out by the time. It's harvested. You should be well on your way, or almost ready for the four to go in. I need to get a cloner. The amount of time I've tried to take clones and it didn't work out, just because I'm doing it old school method, just oh, well, just yeah. cutting it, leaving it in water for a while, and then you know I wait for a bit and then plant it, see what happens. And a lot of the time it don't work out. I like the um, if you're going to get a cloner, I really like the style. I won't like shout out a, a, a name of one, but like the style where instead of the common ones you'll see are that has like a manifold, a pump with a manifold in it that just sprays water onto the bottom of the cutting. Right. I hate those. Okay. But the ones I really like, and I've had really good results with are um, the cloners that are like a DWC style. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's just like 
putting a cutting in a water, you know what I mean? A cup of water, same thing. They're hanging mm-hmm. into just water, but the, on the cloner, they've added like a, a air stone for, for aeration and then a venturi pump to circulate the water. Cool. And, uh, I've had good results with that. I've had as quick as eight days roots and as quick as eight days. Damn. Wow. It's pretty fucking sweet within two weeks, usually two weeks tops, you know, as, as, as most it's, trains. It's definitely a piece of equipment I'm missing. Uh, and I, I don't do, you know, people like to make these things complicated, but honestly, what I do is I fill that res up, the, the, that bottom res up once a week and I'll change <laughs> it out and I fill it up with straight tap water. I have city water. So it's got a little bit of uh, uh, chlorine in it, which keeps everything clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving it any nutrients. I'm not giving it shit. And I'm getting roots within <laughs> eight days. Mm. Awesome, Simple. man. Yeah, I've got to get myself one of those. And I just got a tiny one. It's like a 24 site. It's really small. You see, yeah, you don't need a massive one, do you? No. I only need one which does like fucking eight maximum because I never grow more than that anyway. So <laughs> Right. You won't need anything too big for that. And I'm sure it only takes a little bit of power. Just let that run in the corner. I definitely have space for that shit, man. Exactly. Yeah, but you know how it is, Mac. The cloner has 24 spaces. You're going to have to clone 24. Then you're going to need another tent. And then I'm going to need a room. I'm going to need a new house. You know where this exactly. gets to? This is- you know well, where you're going, huh? Then you figure out there's other plants that you can clone. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, man. Then you're in business. For you. I had They're some of them, uh, tomatoes and shit. And you're like, holy fuck. I had some really? of those Scotch bonnet peppers a few weeks ago. You know, those Ooh. are like really fucking hot. These are, these are nearly, I nearly died. But <laughs> this shit was fucking <laughs> hot, man. And so I got one of the, pretty much I got one, I cut it in half and I chopped it up that half and put it across two sandwiches and it was so fucking spicy. But the other half still had the seeds in it. So I pulled that open using my thumbs. I pulled this open and picked the seeds out using my thumbs again. And I planted them in some pots. And for three days after doing that, my thumbs were burning. I didn't realize this shit was so fucking hot. It's going to burn my thumbs. And underneath my nails as well, because I've had to dig my thumbnail in to tear this thing open to get to the seeds. And under my thumbnails, oh, my God, for days... You, you put that placenta uh, rub your eyes, your thumbnails, man. Oh, no, no, I didn't do that. Yes, but <laughs> anyway, I'll get them seeds and I planted them outside and I've got a couple of Scotch bonnet growing now just from the nice. seeds from them. Yeah, pretty fucking sweet. Sorry, Dude, I've done that so many times. Just stuff I bought. I've got probably, I took a clove of garlic this year. Just nice. I busted it all up and I planted every one of those pots. So I'm going to have a whole clove's worth of garlic plants. Is that, that like six, eight? 10, 12. Nice, like 12. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's like twelve when I counted last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the the missus did that before, we 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 had an allotment once, and uh, she went out and bought uh, one of the expensive versions of garlic. Fuck knows what it was, but you know it wasn't normal garlic. It was an expensive clove specifically, and she broke that shit open and planted it, and got loads out of it, man. Loads of garlic. Hell yeah! It's crazy. I was thinking that would be like a good project where the only things you grow is shit you can buy from the shop. You don't buy seeds. No seeds allowed, man. That's cheating. If you get the seed from like inside of the melon or the fruit or the vegetable, if you got those seeds, that's cool because that's not buying seeds, that's buying fruit. And then you plant the seeds and everything you grow comes from something like that. That that would be a cool fucking project, man. I think what would be cool is if I could get to the point, and it's not, I'm not saying it's impossible because there's people that do it, but if I could mm. grow, if I could grow everything, not just the majority, everything, if I could grow mm. all of the food and med- and medicine, because I have a pretty decent herb garden going out there too, because there's nice. a lot of other medicinal herbs besides cannabis that can mm-hmm. keep you out of the doctors. Obviously, I don't even have a doctor right now. My doctor retired and I never went and got another one. Oh, damn. 
feeling good. So fuck yeah, yeah. Don't need it. Why bother looking for another doctor? So I don't know. So I'm not like recommending that for everybody, but that's mm-hmm. one of my goals. That's one of my goals. Yeah, so we should probably wrap this show up and let you go do your thing. I know you got to go cut your grass again, ain't you? You've been here for ages. Uh, I'm just... done with that. I just got to relax the rest of the day. Oh, well, sweet. no, I, that's not true. I got to get in the garden before. Well, in a couple hours, I got to get in the garden and get that taken care of. Nice. You got good weather over there. Hot. It's 87 degrees Fahrenheit today. I don't know what that is in Celsius. But it's pretty hot. Monkey usually knows. I could, I could do the numbers for you, but yeah, it's probably a, what, 27? Nice. 28. They got to go up to about 27 today in the UK, I think. We're, we're having some kind of heat wave, and it's going to get up to, like, 29 or something. Yeah, I think we're up to 36 right now here. Nice. Sweater weather. That's sweater weather for us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you walk walk out in that, and that's... Fucking freezing. What's going on? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm hot as hell. Miserable, so, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I need an Australian sweater if it makes you feel better about it. I don't know what. What is uh, an Australian both. sweater exactly? You it's know? got the nipples cut out. <laughs> ah, that's what it is. Arseless <laughs> <laughs> chaps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, with this whole Australian thing, being Australian and that, blah, 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 you know, when people are like shrimp on the barbie, does that piss you off that you've heard it so many times? Well, the thing, see, the thing for me is like, oh, I find it funny because, you, you know, a shrimp for us, it's prawn. So when people are like, ah, oh, shrimp on the barbie, you're like, oh, yeah, sweet. So you've watched Crocodile Dundee a fair few times. Right? Is that where it comes <laughs> from then? Is it? So it's, it was an old ad and it was Crocodile. So it was the, the actor that plays Crocodile Dundee in the mm-hmm. ad. And it was a it was basically a tourism ad for Australia. And it was like, come on down and throw some shrimp on the, you know, throw shrimp on the barbie. Oh, God. And because if we, if, if they'd have gone through and done, oh, throw a prawn on the barbie, people would be like, what in the fuck is a prawn? Like, so, because again, we call things weird shit down here. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was part of it. But yeah, and I look at, to me, I'm like, okay, cool. All right. So, you, know, you probably <laughs> never tried one in your life. Or if you have, you've got no idea we call them prawns. It doesn't really bother me too much. I find it, look, I mean, you know, I live in an insane country and I'm, I'm a little bit crazy myself. So I kind of, I kind of just roll with it now. These days, know, just we we got thick skins down here, mate. Yeah, have you been on holiday outside of Australia before? Uh, yeah, I've been um, I've been over to Bali once or twice. Um, I've been to a couple of the islands, um, so Numia and things like that. Um, people do that I all the time when they hear your accent. They're like, "Oh, shrimp on the barbie," and they're like, "Yeah." See, I find I find um, more so. Uh, you like sort of UK tourists tend to resonate better with us. Um, right. So Canadians as well. Um, a lot of Yanks that I've met, but I should say Americans, not Yanks. Sorry. You're terrible. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't really care. I don't think anybody's offended, man. I was like, you know, the um, Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so for us, it's, um, you know, like I've been, I've been a few different places and everyone seems to treat us. I mean, we're, we're pretty easy going people. So, you know, we're, we're pretty laid back when it comes to, to that sort of thing. But um, most people sort of understand that and they're, you know, most people I've met, um, especially over in places like Bali and that, they're all, you know, if, if you're not a local, they're, they're all over you sort of thing. So cool. Yeah. But I haven't been to Canada yet. That's that's my main. I want to get to Canada. I, I really do. And I want to go and do the UK as well. So they're, they're two spots I really want to go and see. Um, yeah, people but- want to come here. 
<laughs> oh, mate, the, the problem is though, it's it's money for us, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, I was looking at tickets and because of, of my back and everything, I, I can't fly. And this was the conversation I think we were having a few weeks back about cattle class. I can't can't fly um, commercial like in the in the economy seats because mm-hmm. I can't. Like, I need to lay back. If I'm going to be on a plane for eighteen hours, I need to be able to lay back. Um, eighteen um, hours, so, man. Damn. But it's yeah. So it's like eighteen and a bit hours from here to um, to Canada. So you're flying against the wind there as well. You, you when you're flying from from Australia to this side of the world, you're flying against the spin of the earth or with it it's against it isn't it i did i suppose it depends yeah i suppose it depends which way i mean because we don't fly over the poles so mm-hmm. um you know you you yeah nobody does i, I wonder know. why I that is really... i wonder why nobody is it because the earth aliens. is flat no fly no, zone man. is it flat it's too, too hard it's, too it's hard an alien to no fly zone the alien bases where Spartan's the base already seen it he's seen it yeah. he's seen the same show i did mm-hmm mm-hmm pyramids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've got huge caves down there at the poles that the, the spacecraft go in and out of it we're not allowed to go down there and see that so yeah that's it. the hollow earth entry yeah. inside, <laughs> oh, that's how you get into the hollow earth yeah mm, maybe we'll answer something man this is what we do often spartan series we chat shit and we solve world problems every time hey that's you know that's the power <laughs> of cannabis it helps you open up your perceptions so that you can help it, solve expand your problems. mind hmm you guys need to legalize that shit. Come on. What are you guys doing over there? Oh, man. It's such a pain in the ass. I mean, all of us are even monkeys from the USA, but it's still in a place where it's uh, illegal. Probably even worse than the UK. It will suffer worse. Oh, penalties worse. Yeah. 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 We got some stupid, yeah, some stupid laws still here for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Canada in the Southeast, we got bad, stupid laws here. Yeah. You got the three strikes law there too, don't you, sir? You, uh, I don't think that they do that anymore. That's one of the things that the Last Prisoner Project is trying to take on, and they've got a couple of them out for that stuff. You know, these people who are put into jail for uh, you know selling the equivalent of, of uh, two joints to a cop undercover, and it was three strikes and you're out, and he's in, he's in prison for life. And we've had a couple, three or four of them down here in the southeast that have been released after stu- stupidity like that, you know crazy but shit it man. is it's yeah. nuts the cool thing is though is there's organizations out there trying to work to help get these people out of jail uh, last prisoner project is a really good mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people out there working to try to undo the stupidity so there is yeah. hope uh, people should be given compensation as well i mean you can't take years mm. and years of somebody's life like that Absolutely. and not, not give them compensation in some way to say sorry but- but first and foremost, <laughs> fuck out. Get them the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You have all the time yeah. in the world to start suing their ass after that. But get them out. That's the important thing. Absolutely mm-hmm. shocking, man. You see people mm-hmm. been in prison for 25 years for just cannabis offenses. Yeah, look at there's huge there's big cases. Look at um Brittany Griner in Russia right now from the US. She's a US basketball player. And uh she was detained at the airport trying to leave Russia. And uh they said they found a Oh man, I wish I knew the details. I'm too high. I don't remember if it was CBD. I think it was CBD they're claiming she had a CBD vape, but they count that as cannabis. And uh, they threw her in jail. So they're trying to work a deal to get her out, I guess. God damn. Don't, I, I might be off on some of the facts there. I'm pretty high, but I believe no, but, that was the case. Yeah, I remember hearing fun, about it. It was, it was something really ridiculously stupid, though, something like that. She had a, a reason for having it with her, even. It was so ridiculous. Is that so. because her mom died? 
That was her different chick. No, that was the other chick. Speculation, it's a political situation, and they want her as a a, a playing card, basically, in Mm, in the deck. Mm. So they have traits, so they give up. Exactly. They must have somebody that they want. Uh Damn. So wrong. No one one should be spending time in prison for something that the government's growing. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, it just pisses me off to no end. Imagine being thrown in jail for a CBD vape. That's like, why? I mean, you're not going to get high from this. No. It's nothing. It's incredible the way so we've been treated, man. And we all suffer PTSD from it. It's, it's something that we forget, you know, when things get legalized. And even though yeah, you, you're growing some plants, but you chop a flies over and you still get fucking get the shivers. You know? Just <laughs> the smallest, the smallest thing, like we were talking earlier about those cards. And, you know, normally as a regular normal citizen if you said hey if there's a medication you can get you just got to do some paperwork to get the card you'd think okay let's just go do the paperwork but here we're saying no fuck that we're not giving our address and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah from? you know yeah for sure it's man just another just these to kick your door in. Yeah. <laughs> in six months time to change their mind and they have my address that's nah, the problem yeah. no nah, haven't you yeah, you're the first one they come and kick the door in on mate yeah. The ones that they got the list of people there going, oh, well, this guy said he smokes and he's got stuff at home. So we'll just go and give him a quick, quick visit. Don't need any fucking special form when I'm collecting paracetamol, motherfuckers. But take a box yeah. of them and you won't be waking up with a headache tomorrow. Well, especially in your guys' situation. I don't know a lot about your laws, but I know your privacy laws are worse than ours. Mm-hmm. And um, here, at least under the med- under medicine. So like if you have a medical card um, and says you're taking a medicine, there's laws here that are called the HIPAA laws. It's just an acronym. I don't mm-hmm. remember what it stands for H-I-P-P-A. But basically what that law guarantees or what right that gives you is that your doctors and your medical professionals are the only ones that have access to your fucking medicinal, med- medicinal information. Anyone else that wants to get that information has to go through you. And um, so, for example, if I had a medical, if I do a medical card for cannabis and I, I were pulled over and there's med- you know, my cannabis in my you know, trunk of my car, and uh, mm. they can only I can show them my card and then they have to shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? They, they can't elicit no, any more information about that because that's medical information. And the only way they can get that is through a subpoena because I'm not going to give it to them willingly. Nice. So well, they changed it. That. What's that? Sorry, I was going to say they changed it here that now you had to opt out because your medical records would go on to a national database that could be pulled up by different government agencies at different times, depending on what they needed for. So for argument's sake, if you're like myself, a medicinal cannabis user, and you didn't opt out, your information can be pulled up by the roads and traffic authority. And therefore that will flag that you're a cannabis user and they can cancel your license or they can, they'll, they'll target you because it will come up every time that the cops scan your number plates because they have number plate scanners here. So if a patrol car drives past, it'll scan your number plate and it will come up with all the information about the registered owner, including potential drivers, past history, all of that. If you have opted in, chances that it comes up and says that you're on cannabis and then they'll pull you over, you'll get tested and there's no defence here in Australia, even if you're medicinal. That doesn't sound like freedom. No, no, mate. No, America is free in, in many aspects, which we don't have over here in the UK. And it's a pain in the ass, man. And it, it, I'm like, I don't know. I'm a pseudo American over here. <laughs> We're all pseudo Americans, yeah. man. Everybody, everybody has the right to be. America isn't special in that way. All humans have the 
the right to be, you know, their rights. You don't, you know, mm-hmm. you're born with them. That's right? it. But a lot of the governments don't respect that shit. And when I have these conversations with my friends and people in the UK, they have no fucking idea about the difference between how the two other countries live and the amount of freedoms which we don't have here that we should have. For example, right. growing fucking cannabis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get you get used to whatever you're in, just like a lobster beginning to boil in a pot, right? Mm. You have to be smart enough to realize when you're boiling. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, the good thing the UK has for it is the, uh, you know, the NHS. That's, yeah, uh, you guys. Yeah, I, I envy you guys, your guys' health, um, health system for sure. Mm. But that's about it, really. And I don't, realistically, I don't think that's going to be around for much longer. The, the legalization of cannabis for medicine is just a step in the direction of privatization, you know, where you're going to buy your medicine from a private organization pretty much rather than from getting, getting it from the NHS. But and at it, the same time, that's going to, you have to remember like the ancillary changes that will happen. Um, even if that were the case, if that was, we'll say worst case scenario, that's the case, that's what it turns into. Still, that means that there's going to be more cannabis around, which means that, it's going to be a lower, lower priority to police as it's more and more common. Hmm. The smell is going to be more and more common. It's going to, yeah. be, going to be less judged for smelling like that stuff. So there's going to be like societal changes that come with that, even that you might not be expecting. And, and you can still, as long as you can still, I mean, protect home grow. That's the biggest thing. If you can mm-hmm. get that, um, if you can still do your own thing, fuck what the companies do, let them do whatever the fuck yeah, they want yeah. to do. As long as they make it more acceptable. Fine. Yeah, that's what I've always said as well. It's like as soon as it's legalized for recreational use, I don't give a fuck whether they allow us to grow it or not, man. It's like still grow it, but it just takes the right away from the police to be like, I smell cannabis. I'm coming in to search your home. You know, it just changes the game completely. In the, in the state of Michigan, they've already passed the, the Michigan Supreme Court already said that that is not probable cause for them to do any search awesome. or seizure. Awesome. Is that a recent thing? What was that, Bubba and probable cause here. I was mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was reading an article the other day. There was a young kid went missing, got off the school bus, walked in the wrong direction, went missing on a like ice cold night, missing for about um, it was like twenty eight hours or something. And anyway, the the they found him, and the police went round to the father's house to tell him that um, look, we found your kid, and um, and they conveniently found a locked room with a with a cannabis grow lab is what they described it as. Um, dun, dun, so, dun. That, so they've they've gone around to tell him, "Hey, look, we found your kid," and then they've busted him for weed. Like, you know, what well, that—that's a range of emotions in one day, all because they've walked up to the door, knocked on the door for something completely different, had nothing to do with it. And oh, I smell weed. I'm just going to come and have a look. Why is this door locked? Kick the door in. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just sad, Crazy. sad state of affairs, man. Yeah, that's bad, and it? it's just you wouldn't trust the police again. And you'd have no nah. reason not to. That's what's happening. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. the, the road we're, we're going down out here in the United States for sure. Yeah. But the same here in UK. It's like I tell everybody, I'm like, you know what, though? If you really sit down and think about it and just calmly think about it, shit hits the fan. You're not calling your crackhead, buddy. You're calling the fucking police. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all this talk about defund the police. I'm not. Oh, really yeah. That's crazy that. talk. That's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. That's insanity. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely changes need to be made. Mm-hmm. But you just need to be a uh, trust restored in the police and one of the big things that can do to restore trust in the police again is to do something about these ridiculous fucking drug laws which we've all been bound to for the last 50 years 
it's, yeah. it's an absolute fast man i would like it, to see i would like to, to see that you know when okay i'll, I'll concede that when federal you know prohibition drops whenever that happens but so when federal prohibition drops if the police want to really um i think win over a lot of people they could drop their drug testing for cannabis for everybody who wants to be on the police force mm-hmm. and they would fucking uh, encourage them to use it after work we have a lot more calmer fucking cops out there yeah yeah no doubt man and I think those times will come. There was we had a story like that, didn't we, Monkey? Not so long back. It was one of your ones, I think, where they were not going to test the police officers for cannabis anymore. Um, no, it was in New Jersey. They said that the police officers that that did test positive for cannabis wouldn't be dismissed from the job, but they would be subjected to some kind of test for inebriation instead. So. You know, that's something we've been screaming about as users for a long time. Test me for inebriation. Don't test me for presence of THC in my mm-hmm. blood. Yeah. That's all we want. Yep. Make it fair. But you're asking too much. <laughs> really? But I mean, <laughs> if you can do it for the police officers, you damn well can do it for me too then. Exactly. How are we supposed to be allowed Good. to search your car? Right. <laughs> if they're, yeah, if they're, if they're allowed to enforce the law and they get that right, then why is it any different? Why, why is that why is it different for them to be able to enforce the law if they're not you know if you've deemed them not inebriated why is that test okay but we've got a liquor test that shows for presence and then that's it doesn't yeah. matter there's there's zero fallback you know there's zero you're asking too many questions boy <laughs> i know i know the statement came from an active Good. acting attorney general in the state of new jersey so you know this may not hold but at least somebody who stood up enough to say it i appreciate that much mm-hmm. yeah and then, I mean, an argument could be made that they do do those kinds of tests for alcohol. Like, say, uh, if you're found driving over, over here, one of the tests they make you do is like walk straight line or whatever other ridiculous thing that they come up with just to see if, you know, you're walking straight and shit like that. And why aren't they doing that for cannabis then? You know, mm-hmm. like you said, and another double whammy for cannabis users is, is the substance stays in your body forever compared to alcohol compared to yeah. a lot of the other if you got a long hair man it's been stuck in there for years mm-hmm. absolutely man it's fucking crazy but yeah that's another thing that's a really pet peeve of mine is just uh drug testing for employments i mean really it's mm-hmm. especially in states that have legalized both recreational and especially recreational because then you're saying anybody who who recreates is now unavailable to work in a workplace yeah. yeah have you seen that meme where it's like i can work well with people or i can pass a drug test you can't have yeah. both <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen that one yet. but at least you have major employers like amazon who are taking that requirement out of their employment test mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know yeah. you off. it's crazy it's like how the fuck are you trying to tell me what i can and can't do when i'm not being when i'm not at work when i'm not on the clock right yeah it's just to me especially you know man i hate to be the guy the guy on here going rah rah re about freedoms but jesus we're supposed to be a free country and you're telling me that i've got a is that not a you know an invasion of my privacy you're taking blood are you fucking kidding me (laughs) i had a hair sample one time some they did a hair sample test on me i'm like are you fucking kidding me bro what about them motherfuckers you go into the office and you have to piss into a cup but nowadays they want to watch you do it while they're looking at your dick. 
<laughs> it's like, are you fucking serious, mate? No fucking way. No. Hey, don't worry. Those guys are wearing the Australian if, sweater with the nipples cut out, too. You know, if you yeah, fucking want to look at my dick, I'm not charging you minimum wage, motherfucker. You <laughs> got, got the stockman's whip making sure you do piss in the cup. Yeah, what oh, the geez. fuck is wrong with these people? Like, you can fuck off, man. Who's got that job? <laughs> yeah, what's that job? Holy crap. Make sure you see his dick now. <laughs> the dick watcher. That's a that's a job now. Fucking hell, man. It's crazy sometimes. Like, how much of an invasion of freedom is that? That's crazy. Damn. At least on chesses, don't let him test my beard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this one would pass with flying colors, I'm sure. I'd fucking ding a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things i'm sure eventually everywhere will, will be uh so crazy with the rules man but it's well, i think know, we're still a long is, way away from that still a lot of stigma. i always i sit back i sit back and i get high and i just think of of um um what do you call it passive almost almost passive uh a rebellion and for example mm -hmm. drug testing as you can see i've been smoking it doesn't stop me from smoking and but uh i will go apply for jobs that i know are going to drug test me just cost them money. that's going to cost them money oh beautiful nice that's a good idea man so yeah if, I, if i'm particularly feeling like i needed to just stick it to the man i'll do my little silent protest and go apply for jobs. never thought about that right on the application drug test required and i'll go in there and i'll be the best fucking candidate ever i'll feel you fucking stinking of weed <laughs> Pay for it. Uh, <laughs> pay for your stupidity. Nice man. Pay for your ignorance, motherfuckers. Yeah, man. It's a nice idea. That's fun. There's just lots like, of ways you like can do that. When people call you the telemarkers, you, you know, screwing with them. It's just you can you can get mad or you can try to make them mad. Um, I'm just gonna have to jump in, guys. I have to head off to work because it is currently five minutes to eight here. So oh my I God. have to run. But um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks it's it's been been absolutely awesome yeah thanks to me um thanks for coming on and it's awesome to meet you and been good to chat and and, and even though it's segued about a hundred thousand times which is good <laughs> right, as man. we do as we do have, have a good afternoon or evening, yeah, man, morning yeah. whatever it is yeah. morning yeah off off in the morning but uh have fun guys and yeah, man. Um, I'll, I'll catch you next time have a good day mate we'll speak soon cheers guys bye bye did you wave again of course <laughs> But you always got to wave. It's impolite to wave. It's, it's, it's impolite not to wave. <laughs> <laughs> impolite to wave. Okay, gotcha. I'm good and high, man. Good and high. How impolite it is. <laughs> it's been so warm here in the UK as well. It's been lovely today. Yeah, warm here too. Nice, man. It's like gone up to 89 now. Damn. Wow. Well, what time is it? It's still like coming up to the evening time for you now. Almost six. Almost six here. Mm -hmm. Nice, man. So it's still going to be pretty warm. Yeah, yeah, it start. It should be going down now. Anytime, hopefully. Nice. Kind of peaked out, I think. But yeah, I think I might have to be getting going here too pretty soon, guys. I got that. Yeah, man, we we'll wrap this shit up. And oh, of course, where can everybody go to find more stuff oh. about Spartan? I'm sure everybody knows who you already are, but still, be good practice when you're on another show. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best place to get a hold of me is uh, through Instagram. That's really my only social media. There's a lot of pretenders out there on other social media, but I'm on. But you got people pretending to be you all the time nice nice how you you know you made it then bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish they would stop selling shit and oh yeah that's fucking pain in the ass that must be in it 
putting your name on it damn uh, but yeah so uh yeah spartan grown all one word on instagram or uh, you can shoot me an email uh email spartan at gmail.com and uh, that's the best places you can get a hold of me sweet man well i've just dropped your um instagram in the chat there so everybody go over there and follow spartan if you haven't already do it do it now <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming along and just chatting some shit with us. You know how we roll. We just like to just follow the conversation wherever it goes. So I hope there wasn't too many tangents that we went on there. You know? <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's fun. I do all the time. It seems like anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. It's the way to do it. It's the way to just chill and smoke, isn't it? Chat some shit. We got loads of good information out there as well. It's not like it was just all crap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we got some out there. <laughs> <laughs> man, the tangents we go on are shocking sometimes. At least we didn't do any politics today. Yeah, well, well done to us. <laughs> They're not worth it. Yeah, man. So thank you very much for joining us, Spartan. We really appreciate your time, man. All right, man. Thank you very much. I'm uh, always glad to come on when I can. And, yeah, man. Uh, sorry, I was a little late today. I just no, it's all good, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Whenever you're free again, come and join us, man. You're always welcome, mate. All right, man. We'll do. Sweet. Address is always the same. Doors are always open. Yeah. <laughs> later, yeah, man. man. Yeah, mate. See you later, Spartan. Yeah, Everybody wave. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>there we go everybody that was spartan again if you just google spartan grown you'll be able to find his instagram and his youtube and any other website that's related to him over there you'll be able to find the podcast is related to as well so you can check out cheap home grow or michigan bro shows and you'll find spartan on those shows and you can also find him over on instagram where you can send him a message and say hi and he'll usually reply because he's a super cool guy i hope you enjoyed the interview and as usual if you have any questions or suggestions anything like that you can find us over at percysgrowroom.com or you can email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com so thanks for listening thanks for downloading the show it'd be great if you could share it with one of your friends but for now we'll see you on friday for the grow guides which is all about terminology and slang so we'll catch you then enjoy have a good week everybody goodbye